comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. This is the PKD Black Box. I'm on the line right now with the gentleman you heard on the Hip Hop Summit episode. You've heard him on this podcast a number of times. He has been a Glyph-nominated webcomic creator. He is a talented artist, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, one-third of Team Tundra, ladies and gentlemen, Julian Lido. Julian, how you doing, sir? Ooh, ooh uh, how's the people doing? Are, are they getting cold right now? Are they, they, are they hearing this, this, this cold, cold weather come through is messing up their ears they're getting frostbite from their ears because me talking because I'm, I'm so cold i'm so cold yes i'm icy. so cold i see they, they don't know about team tundra yet ain't nobody ready for team tundra no. you know what i'm saying polar ice caps you know what i'm saying every time i walk they just eskimos eskimos and igloos <laughs> it's gonna be it's the frozen renaissance of art folks do not know they just don't you know, know. Don't know. yo winter is coming i'm taking that over <laughs> all right well peep um, reason why I have Julian on the line right now is because as of this recording, sitting here on Twitter, Prometheus is out in movie theaters and folks on Twitter have just lost their fucking minds. Um, and, and, we, and we've seen this before with other movies. You know, things are very polarizing, but it's, it's getting to the point where people were tweeting at Damon Lindelof saying mean and hateful shit to the dude that wrote the movie. And and it's it's stuff it's stuff that like in real life would you walk up to do that create a help create a loss and say yo fuck you would you really do that in real life I I don't think you would yo I don't know I don't know maybe he has got got some of that when I ran up when I ran up on him by accident in San Diego last year he was so pleased that I gave him dap about loss that maybe he had a lot of bad experiences post loss I don't know like I was like I enjoyed the show he seemed so pleased to hear that. So excited. So if I ever randomly ran to him again, I'll be like, yo, son, yo, I fucks with Prometheus. He might break down in tears. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It's just that it's hard for me. Like, like, now, look, this is coming from somebody who, like, after a 30-year fear, finally watched Alien after, like, the traumatizing experience I had at the age of six. And I watched it with friends a couple of weekends ago via Blu-ray, and it was glorious. That film is just flat out. That's just that's a tight ass movie, and and y- and Yafet Koto had the headband on, looking like Black Rambo, and yes. I was calling him Rambo the whole movie, and th- and the shit got me hype, and to a point, it was kind of like watching a typical season of American Idol when they got a black dude that can really sing on the show and they get you and they kind of, and this is after the Ruben Stuttered era, but they make you feel that that black man's got a chance, a hope of surviving and making it to the finals. And they let on you and they let, and they just let him hang on up until like the top four are left and they cut the dude. And, you know, Rambro made it almost all the way to the end and I was getting excited and then he died. But at least they let the, at least they let the brother live that long in the movie. So I, I I appreciate that. If this was a film made today, he probably would have been cut first ten minutes. Yeah, that's the good thing about that movie is that you know, spoiler, 
basically everybody gets got except for Ripley. Yes. So it's not like the female is the one who survives, which is something that doesn't always happen. Very true. So everybody else just gets got. If you're a male, you just you're not surviving one of the movies. You know, mm-hmm. just that's just plain and simple. Mm-mm, no. And that's just the way it happens. So it's like that's that kind of just lets it go. It's like, yo, he's not just killing black folks, he's killing everybody with a penis. <laughs> yes. Anybody can get got at any given time, please believe. The reason why I watched Alien One is to get over my fear of the movie. And two, you know, linked with Prometheus and I have not seen Prometheus yet I will eventually see Prometheus when I have the time but because so many people go up in like flames over stuff over the internet nowadays I can't take these people serious I really can't it's like you complain about so much shit can you please centralize your complaining I mean and I think sometimes I think the problem is especially with like movies like Prometheus you can like it or you can dislike it or you can hate it all that's fine but when you start attacking people just because they like something, that's a problem. My main problem is it, it just ended up being arguments about arguments or opinions. They're not even talking about the movie anymore. Right. They're not even talking about the film. They're just talking about like, like either you liked it, if you liked it, oh, something's wrong with you. Or it's just, just plain, it's not even about the work anymore. It has no, it has no critical bias. It's like to the point where it's like you sound kind of stupid yeah, I'm not paying attention to anything you're saying anymore. Your opinion is no longer valid because you're not even discussing the work. Right. You're discussing the discussion and that who cares about the discussion on Twitter? 140 characters. Mm-hmm. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, the, the pur- I mean, the purpose of Twitter, yeah, we can rap about stuff, but if you want to get in, like, into McNeil-Lair news hour debates, you need to pull that shit offline. Oh, yes. Twitter is not the vehicle for that, okay? Twitter is like the Yaris of communication, okay? You get some good gas mileage out of it, but it's small. And there's a reason why it's small. If you want to do some Escalade type discussion, you either need to pick up the phone or send out an email or smoke signals or something else. It's just an entirely different vice. I just, I don't, I just really don't understand because people, so many people on the internet just lose their shit over everything nowadays. So it's it's like the whole thing with like Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Look, I watched the cartoon. I think it's awesome. I, I I enjoy it a lot. It's a lot of fun. You know, I wish I had this this cartoon growing up when I was a child. You know, I, it's 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 that good. I mean, you get everything in this in this cartoon. I mean, they literally pull out heroes and villains from the entire Marvel universe and just say, you know what, go at it, and it's cool. And I, and I really enjoy that. But you know, Jeff Loeb is like, you know, I'm running Marvel Animation. We officially have our own Marvel Animation arm now. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes wasn't under my belt when I when I you know when I came over to run this and now I want it to be more like this instead of what it is right now I think it's too continuity heavy and that's all opinion okay it's it's, it's all it's, it's opinion and it's conjecture and also at the same time the man is trying to validate his job more you know more than likely but, yeah. but once again it's not it was not a full-blown Marvel thing. I mean, Marvel had a lot to do with it, but it wasn't under the Marvel animation arm. But now that the, now that the movie's a hit, they want the cartoon to look more like the movie. Plus, they're putting the Falcon in, in the series, too. So, Which is, that's weird, because to tell the truth, it, the cartoon already kind of, sort of, is like the movie. It's just, I don't know why people are getting so exasperated, because cartoons, generally speaking... And after 52 episodes. 
Yeah, I think people have these weird visions of the past. Like cartoons had all these episodes. No, you were a kid. You just watched it over and over again because you didn't care. Right. Like cartoons could have died at any moment. Thundercats got lucky. Like. Transformers got lucky. There was so great amount of toys. Mm-hmm. Even with recent stuff, oh, you still sad because Battle of Brave and the Boat ended. It got an extra bonus 13 episode season because it had a fan base. Yep. That shit was supposed to be deaded after episode 52. Yep. Oh, yeah. And the thing is also, I think a lot of people fail to realize with that the cartoons in the 80s, yeah, some of them had a lot of episodes, but if you really think about it, because they were syndicated daily, the stuff is extended because you could go three weeks of reruns and then get two new episodes and then get another four weeks yeah. of reruns and get and get X amount of episodes. Like go look and go back and look at the original G.I. Joe from from Marvel Sunbow Productions. That was like 60 something eps, then the movie and then it stopped. And then a couple of years later, D.I.C. picked it up and they yeah. did their take, which I laugh at tremendously now because it's so bad. It's so bad. It's one of those, it's so bad, I have to watch it type train wrecks. But people sometimes loop all that together and they think, oh, Joe was around for, for like eight years. No, it wasn't really like that. It just comes off that way. Yeah. It, yeah. People don't know the animation game and they just, you know, you're a viewer, so you comment like you're expert and you don't know one lickety split. Like, I'm not even an expert. I just done a little research. I read some books. Yo, you don't get the fact that Batman anime series stopped production got picked back up and that's why that shit looks different after Superman came out like you read a book you know that shit it's like yo that shit looks different for a reason people be talking about oh what about Justice League people don't understand Justice League was a show and then Justice League Limited is another show Mm -hmm. yep Sure enough, just like Young Justice and then Young Justice Invasion, it's yep. it, you know they're to- they're totally separate separated shows, and you know and there were people for a while that were up in arms when they thought Thundercats was going off, and it's not that it was going off. Well, Cartoon Network had issues as to you know how how they want to air the episodes, when do they want to air the episodes? We got other stuff coming in. How do we work that out? So yeah, sometimes it did look like they were giving Thundercats the cold shoulder, but yeah. if you go. I can't remember the name names of these expos um, that have been that have been um, that have been coming around as of late. But at some of these expos, Cartoon Network has been pushing Thundercats to the front. So if you do that in these types of expos, what you're trying to tell tell people is, hey, it's coming back next year. Because otherwise, why would you even waste your money at an expo to even let people know to even let people know about it if you didn't care for it? Yeah, yeah. They won't do that for no reason. Like they let shows, they let shows die. Like guess what? Teen Titans cartoon, yo, toys wasn't selling. They dead it to show. It wasn't even that much thought about it. Just yo, the show's done. And you know what? Luckily, we got it as a new short because it's like yo, laugh people like it. Let's bring this back as like two minute shorts or whatever. Word happiness. That's good. Any of these shows can die any second because it's just it's just the way the business works. It's a business. They don't make this for their health because they like to. Yeah. Like they want to sell toys and get ratings. I don't know why people, why fans can't understand that this isn't a labor of love. This isn't you collecting shit. Yeah. These people make money. That's their business. Mm-hmm. This is business. I don't know where the where the fuck do people think that people do this shit from the heart. Like that's starving artists bullshit. And even starving artists want to make fucking money. My 
my whole thing is, like, say, for instance, you go back to the whole Teen Titans thing. When Teen Teen Titans Toy Line came out, the one big problem that Cartoon Network had for the longest time, and and I think they finally got right, was trying to figure out, okay, who's going to make the toys for this? Who's going to make the toys for that? Because for years, they had massive problems with who's going to handle the toys. Because let's be real, the Teen Titans Go toys were terrible. Horrible. I mean, absolutely awful. And and so then they got with Mattel. They did the whole Justice League thing. The just the Justice League lines, the Justice League Unlimited lines. Those were fun. Then you had the whole DC Universe thing. And then they had. Then things kind of got out of control with the exclusives. Like one store would have this, the other store would have that. That kind of that kind of grates my goat. But I understand it's a business. You got to do what you got to do. But I remember for years there were a lot of Cartoon Network cartoons where they would have problems either getting toys for them or if they got a toy, the toy manufacturer was terrible. It was just really, really bizarre. Like I remember Dexter's Laboratory when that came out, Remco had the toy, had the toy rights. Remco. Those are the last cats you won't make in them toys for you. And the only and the only spot you could find them at was like at drugstores. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. I would have bought some toys for that. I didn't even know they had toys. Yeah, man. Like, I tell you what, I could t- I tell you right now, it was Dexter's Laboratory had toys and SWAT Cats had toys. And SWAT Cats was my shit. This, because SWAT Cats was one of the coldest cartoons ever. Coldest on ice. Ever. Them Jays was so icy. My friend who used to work at the arcade name, like when you would play uh, X vs. Street Fighter, was calling Guile and Charlie the, the SWAT cats. He was just it was like, yo, blah, 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 gonna come out. Whap, whap. That's how cold they was. Like, the SWAT cats is when, the, like, and I see now I'm mad because DC should have a SWAT cast book out in like an anthology or something. I would buy that joint because SWAT cats was some of the dopest shit on earth. SWAT cats was mad cold because it was like this combination of. Like depending on like what animation house they would take it to, some weeks it looked like this blend of of anime with American animation, especially on the intros. Intros was the intro for that series was mad cold. Oh my god, it was yo, it was like superhero Airwolf, Night yes. Roller. Yes, I was like, what the fuck? It was cats. I was like, this what's fucking with this? Yes, it, it it was just it was just hard and. I just I mean I love that entire series and to to the point where they even had an episode where they basically did an introspective on the series as if it was like a news reporter talking about are the SWAT cats you know you know a menace to society or are they good or you know they actually good and it was like one of, or do they actually do good for the city for Mega Cat City and the way it was done it was like the sixty minutes news report and it was literally a recap episode that's all it was it was a re- yeah. it was a recap episode but the way it was done it was like a sixty minutes presentation style and I'm like that's clever. That is absolutely clever because you know, like I know, growing up in the '80s and early '90s, when we watch a television show or a cartoon, and it was a recap episode. It'd be it was the two, worst. It was yes, the worst. It'd be two dudes sitting down, be like, remember the time when we did this, and then and then you get a flashback. Awful. SWAT cast did that shit right, and they always had badass villains, kick-ass concepts, and see. But you're right. That shit should be in a comic book right now. It should. It should be in a comic book, and it's not. And now I'm salty. We done brought back the heat. We talking about the heat. Now we salty. <laughs> you know. Talking about that old heat. All that stuff they just sitting on. Yeah, man. Like that was that was during the era where I would watch SWAT cats, then go to work and you know, going on to work, I'd have my notorious B.I.G. one more chance maxi single on my C D player and I'd be driving up to work feeling good about life.
But let's go back onto this, this whole people complaining on the internet it's like as far as Prometheus goes and whatnot. I know you've seen it. You review movies. And from what I see, from when I look at Ridley Scott movies, especially with like Alien and last night I watched Blade Runner, The Final Cut. That's the one I like. And I'm telling you right now, I know a lot of people when it comes to Blade Runner, you want to talk about a polarizing film? That is a polarizing movie for for a lot of people. But that is one of the most gorgeous movies I have ever watched in my entire life. Period. I, I absolutely loved that movie. And it's a, it was a flop. Yeah. yeah. It was a flop. People act like it's the golden truth now. Motherfuckers in 82 wasn't fucking with that. Nope. No, 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 no. So no. all this complaining you're doing about Prometheus now, watch, 15 years, and we motherfuckers like, yo, Prometheus is the fucking truth. Man, a drop of a dime, everybody's screaming about Blade Runner. I mean, it's it's so popular. Listen, how can a movie that was once a flop in 1982 be so popular that it's had a gajillion different re-releases, a gajillion different cuts, to the point where there was once like a five-disc Blu-ray box set with the final cut, the original cut, director's cut, director's yeah, cut, cut. And, and the work print. Come yeah. on, man. Come on. Would, would any company, would any company take out the time to make that kind of investment to do that if they knew they would lose money on that? No, man. No, this is just, nah. It's just it's just what it is. It's like it's too close to it. What people was expecting is like, y'all, we getting an alien prequel. He he already said at the beginning, like, yo, I just want to talk about the space jockey, yo. <laughs> yeah, he yep. was like, yo, how come nobody says about that big frozen motherfucker sitting up there alien? Nobody be talking about that. Like, why the hell is that there? Why is he so big? I mean, he made a movie. He got some screenwriters. You know, Damon Lindelof, which is probably he's becoming some. I guess he's becoming hated in quote unquote geek culture because, you know, he took forever on that Wolverine Hulk book. Lost didn't end the way certain people wanted it to end. And some people, I don't know how people have found fault in the Star Trek movie, but there's people who do find fault in the Star Trek movie, even though it's a movie that basically says everything that you watched for the past 40, 50 years still happened. Yes. And we just made an Earth fucking two. Yes. And, and so nobody can be mad. We made something for the new people and the old people at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why that's bad. You know, people acting like Star Trek was popping after Nemesis. Nobody gave a fuck about Tom Hardy back in 2003. <laughs> exactly. Nobody gave a fuck about him back then. Nobody cared that they blew up data and replaced him with his dumb little his dumb little brother. Nobody was popping off like that. It was just the real diehard motherfuckers. No. But it's okay. It's all right, though. Because you know what? Prometheus is a movie. I enjoy it. Some of the people I saw it enjoyed it. Some people, you know what? They didn't enjoy it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to go on this long process online talking about oh that movie was the worst it's terrible it's not what I wanted yeah that's the first point it's not what you wanted boo hoo motherfucker I don't like lame ass fucking comic books or I don't like baloney I don't like this I can't really be mad when other people like baloney and lame comic books I just gotta deal with it <laughs> yep there you go That that's the, that's the whole point you just gotta deal with it you know, I look, I joke with folks all the time about I joke with folks all the time about shit like, say, for instance, like um, Battleship. Perfect example. Battleship. Who spent to me who spends 200 plus million dollars plus a plus millions upon millions in advertising to make a movie based off of a board game with no characters. Now, the thing about it is, is that, yo, 
Hasbro was feeling their shit because they made mad loot off of three Transformers movies. Understandable. Some dude was able to sell the rights to four board games to, to you know to get four board games into production. One of them was Battleship. Now, me, I'm like, you know what? You want to spend that much money on that? Fine. You go do what you want to do. You, I saw the trailer. I'm like, no, thank you. No, no, thank you. Maybe I'll check it out at a dollar fifty theater. But it's just right now. I just feel it's you know it's not for me. It's trying to serve somebody else. And yes, in the United States, it's done poorly. And they'll probably end up making their money back almost because it's done decent overseas. Yeah, well, it made a hundred and forty-two million before Avengers even came out. Yeah, that see, shit was eating. Yeah, it was it was eating overseas, and they were hoping for like a big to do in the states. But to me, it's like I just did not see it as a viable movie so i just said you know what when it comes out either on video or if it's a dollar 75 thing I'll, I'll go check it out and i will give you my honest opinion but but like if you wanted to go see it and you enjoyed yourself fine i might clown on you a little bit but i would never yeah. do anything to make you feel like you were less of a human being for doing so you know what i'm saying yeah man it's like the ego of some of these people man like Yo, like, all right, you don't like some of the... My thing, too, is like, man, you don't like some of the things. Like, all right, that's a storytelling choice they choose to do. And you don't like it. Okay. My problem is, I guess, some of y'all don't... Some of these people don't even... They don't even make nothing. They talking about storytelling like it's... Like, they like they some experts. Yeah. It's like, you're not an expert. You don't got to worry about, you know, what what tested well... What wins involved? It's like some people I get. I let like I let some people like they know what the hell they talking about, and if it didn't work for them, great. You know they ain't gonna like chastise nobody. It's just like is that is really is that serious to you? You know, and, and then basically I guess a month ago, if everybody didn't like Avengers, you was you was hating on them because somehow they don't either like fun or they don't like this that or the third. Like I even I I didn't even want to talk about Avengers for a week. Cause I didn't think it was the fucking golden goose of, of moviedom. It was like it was fun. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know I'm not even gonna talk about my feelings on Avengers, man. I don't even want to get into this. I ain't got the I ain't got the patience. I ain't got the energy. <laughs> that's how. That's a damn shame. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't even talk about stuff no more online, vocally, without getting like berated. Like, right. No, I don't like this. No, you know what? I don't want to read the quarter owls. No, I don't like that TV show. I don't watch that network. I watch Mad Men. Sorry. Yeah, I'm a snob. I'm done with it. I'm happy. You know, I don't want to watch. I don't want to read that. I don't want to consume that. No, I don't like Batman Arkham Asylum. No, I don't like this. You know, I'm just not going to talk about it no more because you people act fucking crazy when somebody don't like some shit you like. You know, I don't want to be mean and say some shit like Kanye where I think your taste level ain't to my fucking waist level. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be mean to your face. But it's like sometimes it's like they be pushing you. They they pushing you to be an asshole. Right. And and you're trying to be and you're honestly trying to be respectful because like the one of the worst things about well, I shouldn't say worse, but one of the things about Twitter, I think, and social media in general is that we now see more of people or sorry or get or see more of people than we ever have. You know, that that fourth wall is more visible, especially when people have beef with one another. Like say for instance, Erica Badu and uh, oh, oh the, the the yeah, they put the video on her have all bucket naked. And I ain't even get a chance to see it. Yeah. Salty, but yeah, that's kind of messed up to do that shit without her. Okay, 
Yeah, and like in that beef between oh yeah between Erica Badu and the Flaming Lips, the beef between them like blew up on Twitter, and I mean and it it got out of control. And the thing is also is that when people start speculating into it, it's like listen, unless you were there and unless you truly have all the information, it's all speculation. It's there's no fact. It's just all speculation. It's just opinion. So, you know, your word isn't the official last word. It's just opinion. So what's ever going on between these two parties, it's on them. Do I like seeing that stuff? Not really. You know, not not really. Some, you know, because sometimes it's a train wreck. Other times it's just like, yo, both. this is a bad look for both parties. But this is the this is the new age of social interaction if you, if you know what i mean like old school days we would not see any of this stuff but instead folks would be calling each other on the telephone and going at it yeah you know we might hear about it on entertainment tonight like a week later but yeah. but that's, oh, you, that's yeah. you get siskel and ebert siskel will, will hate it ebert will love it and that's the most you would get at the divide. Right, right. And the thing is, is that when Cisco would like when Cisco had his opinion on something and Ebert might disagree or vice versa, at when the day ended, they were still both great friends. Well, yeah, yeah, they were still cool. Like, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about this next movie? Yeah, they they still respected each other. That's just how it is. And like with, with stuff with like social media, it's to like to the level of when people like just start to hate on each other, it becomes like the level of I'm trying to think. Let me think for a second. Like, let me go back to uh, who I'm trying. I'm trying to really just go back to like an old school rap beef, not to the point of East Coast, West Coast, but just like 50 and Ja Rule. Let's go there. Let's let's just go there. Some of these people, when they have beef on Twitter with somebody, it gets to that level and it's just ridiculous, utterly ridiculous to the point where like the other dude shouldn't once they clap back, it just becomes even more ridiculous and it just makes everybody look bad. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's kind of a perfect example of this in a public light is what happened with Hot 97 and oh. Nicki Minaj. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead and speak on it. So yeah, basically for you people who probably listen to this show and have no idea what happens in rap music, Hot 97 is a station in New York City. It's basically the biggest hip-hop station, you could probably say in the country. It is like the bar. It's like, you know, it's in New York, the center, birthplace of hip-hop, and then, you know, it sets the precedent all over the place. They do this concert every year called Summer Jam. Summer Jam is has different artists. Some historic moments happen there in terms of rap battles, like Jay-Z versus Nas blew up there. You know, a whole bunch of things happen. So this year, there is a public figure, a DJ, who does the morning show. His name is P, what's it? Pierre Rosenberg. P. Rosenberg. Or maybe it's Paul Rosenberg. Whatever. Rosenberg. He was doing the pre-show. He's about to bring out Aesop Rocky after Kendrick Lamar. You know, these new, hot, kind of underground lyricist rappers. One of the big artists there that happened to come that day, later that day, was Nicki Minaj. She's currently selling a whole gang of units right now. One of them because of this song called Starships. I'm not going to explain to you Starships. You What you're going to do, you're going to Google Starships. You're going to Spotify Starships. You're going to turn to the last episode of Glee. You're going to watch them cover Starships. It is a club pop record. It has nothing. There's no rapping on it. It is singing. It is heavy heavy beats. Boo, 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 boo. Whatever's, whatever's. 
basically it's not a hip hop track. She may debate that. Rosenberg says something really crass. Was like, yo, basically, I know some of y'all y'all ladies here to sit to starships, but fuck that. This is about some real hip hop. Ain't about that right now. Yo, Will Wayne, the person who basically runs her label, heard that and pulled all of his artists out, including Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj was going to come out, do her set, bring out all these people. Nas, she's going to bring out Wayne. I think Drake was going to come out. She was going to bring out Foxy Brown. She's brought Lauryn Hill, all this stuff. And they just, they just left. And basically, it became a beef between Hot 97 and Nicki Minaj because a person gave a public critique and another person basically didn't like that critique mm-hmm. and then it became issues of becomes of gender disrespect does rosenberg's opinion represent the opinions of hot 97 all this got mashed up into one thing into this big thing that lasted for a couple of days became big in rap music it ended up on the new york times ended up on slate in a rolling stone you know some good debate on about the merits of the radio station or uh, how silly this could be and also the the, the place of women within the rap music but in the end it's not much different than what we're talking about with prometheus somebody said they don't like something someone didn't like that they said they didn't and like something who reacted with their response yeah that's all it was and then people in the middle because the fans didn't get to see Nicki Minaj yeah and then someone probably paid to see Nicki Minaj right and probably couldn't get their money back on their ticket no because they still put they High 97 held up his end of the bargain because it's not about Nicki Minaj concert it is a summer jam concert right so you still got summer jam because they, they get filled in with Nas and Lauryn Hill on some 1996 shit yes. so you you young and you don't understand how big a precedent that is. I, I'm I'm sorry for you. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that your music game sucks. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> my this is this is my whole other issue too because I think it's also larger than than like you know one person stating an stating an opinion that may not have been the views of Hot 97 and then the react then the reaction from the record label and the artist on you know Young Money or whatever and you know with Lil Wayne's people. I think the other issue comes around to this whole debate of two couple of things of what is real in hip hop and the fact of and the fact of that pretty much now hip hop and R&B are finally a part of mainstream culture. Granted, it's not the sound that we grew up on, but it's finally part of mainstream culture and has have we accepted that or have we not accepted it because what's been given or what's been told is mainstream hip-hop and r&b not for us because we know of the potential that it has and what's actually being served up as mainstream to us is less than is less than par yeah i just i'm not gonna get this big debate on what Nicki minaj is Mm -hmm. i don't think she should have took it as harsh or I don't think Little Wayne shouldn't have took it as harsh I also don't like the fact that he kind of just said you're not performing and she didn't really have a choice in the matter because that that's where things get weird but yeah. it's just like she purposely makes some songs that are pop music and I don't think she should be mad when somebody whose job is to play music and talk about music say like yo this is pop music right. there's times when, when artists do things other within other genres on their albums and hey if the label makers the people who decides to p- 
put stuff in categories, say this is a hip-hop or a rap record, and you make a couple of songs that are basically pop records or could be a country record or could be a, a classical instrumental within it, like, yo, Andre 3000, Speaker Box, Love Below. The Love Below side is not a rap album at all. It's not, there's, it's not a hip-hop album. It's, it is an album. It's part funk. It's part soul. Mm-hmm. It has one rap song on it. Yes. And that was half the damn goal. Yes. But we just accept that because that was outcast. They they never worry about labels anyway. No one should take a. He, I think he wouldn't take offense if you say, like, yo, Cupid is not a rap record. It's not a hip hop record. It's right. a, it's, a, it's a dope ass song. No, it's a dope ass. It's a dope ass funk record. Yes. But he wouldn't take offense. Like, it was, it's really not. It's not. There's no rapping on it. And yeah. I just think that maybe to a certain degree, maybe Young Money, Cash Money is a little bit thin skinned. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd have to agree on that because the thing is, is that regardless of what somebody says is they just pretty much said the song was bullshit and it had been different if it was like a, like a personal, like a uber personal attack towards like Nicki Minaj as you know, Nicki Minaj as a person, you know what I'm saying? It to the point where it was like so insulting that it was just so degrading that it hurt Nicki Minaj as an individual. But this was literally about music and the statement of what is real in hip hop and what is not real or what's pop. Once again, it's just this whole thing of we are at the stage and, you know, we are at the stage in the world where when it comes to hip hop and pop, it's mainstream and it's more pop oriented than it actually is in the roots of the music where it started. And not only that, but let's be real, dude, when it comes to female artists in hip hop, hip hop has problems period yeah because here's yeah, here's here's the deal let's go back once again i have to go back to throwback machine let's go back to the 80s mc light dropped hella records made great records but still even then people tried to say okay well she's not you know she's not womanly enough you know she's you know she, you know they would just say stupid shit like you know offensive shit like she's a dyke or whatever and the same goes for queen latifah they would say that same bullshit on her too and I don't feel that way. So when I said what I just said a moment ago, I'm not, that's not my opinion on it because I respect them as artists. I grew up with them. And not only that, but Queen Latifah ended up not only doing hip hop, but you know, she also, you know, sang on records and hell, her last album was like a, like an amalgamation of everything she loves, hip hop, soul, you know, jazz singing, all that stuff. But it's like, but it's when they tried to do their thing back then, yeah, they were popular, but there was still this thing thrown on them where it's like, okay, yes, you're part of hip hop, you're part of rap music, but there was always that caveat. But it's the same with the brat. And the brat was like this whole other evolution because she was hardcore. She was hard. Yeah. She was, you know, she was, she was gangster. She was basically Jermaine, Jermaine Dupree's Snoop Dogg. Because if you go and listen to Functified, Functified yes. is literally the the like south version of nothing but a g thing that's all it is and and once again no disrespect to jermaine dupree i have that cd maxi single in my itunes collection because i love that song so much but it is literally listen to it it is the south version of nothing but a g thing by dre and snoop it is essentially that from top to bottom love that song but even then when she did her thing she constantly got questioned constantly So so now and then then the whole then then there's little Kim and little Kim sold nothing but sex 
So, and then, then there was a problem with that. They're like, okay, only thing you're doing is selling sex. Well, it's like, well, if she just sold rhymes, then you would say something about it. But if she just sells sex, then you have to say something about it. You just can't let these people be artists. Yeah, it was weird because at that time, that was the first time, Kim and Foxy were the first time you got to saw female MCs portray themselves as female they weren't dressing like boys they weren't always talking about how lyrically nice i am to prove themselves within the male construct they was talking about get motherfuckers for their paper sexual explicitness dressing like women maybe you know using their sex and their bodies to their certain death degree At that point it didn't exist i think the only problem of it is is that it went so far to the to the um kim and foxy that it never recovered because like once Lauren Hill left it never got a chance to be balanced back out again exactly we never got to a middle we never got to the center exactly because you went from you went from one side of the spectrum to the next side of the spectrum and then you ended up with all these acts that literally disappeared like Gangsta Boo and and Trina and Soleil I could go on for days okay yeah and then, but when when you did when you actually do have you know female hip hop artists that can rhyme, you know whether it be a Jean Grey or a uh, Invincible or I mean that can actually rhyme, it takes like forever and a day to either find these artists or try to convince people to listen to them. So then you have Mick, uh, Nicki Minaj, who is this amalgamation of pop music, dance music hip-hop and like r&b but she'll show up and like drop like a gangster verse on somebody's you know hip-hop track but then she'll do a pop song or she might show up on a rihanna song here or she might show up on like a pop artist cut here then she might come back and do her own hip-hop cut but then she might do an r&b song with drake you know r&b song with drake so she's this culmination of music but because hip hop has no leading female lady, that's her. That because that, that, that's what the business does. That's her. She represents female hip hop, and that to me, that's a problem because people won't let the music decide who represents what. Yeah, I agree. And, and I totally agree. It, and that has been the biggest problem for me for females in hip hop. The music should decide it, not the industry. The music should decide it. And for a while, we were almost there. We really, we honestly were almost there. But you hit it on the head. Once it got to Little Kim and Foxy, that's when shit just got fucking out of control. And yeah, it was like, yo, the L Boogie came out with the hottest album, and then she had her issues and left. Yeah. It was like, yo, they was ready. It was like, yo, wetting at the mouth. Like, she came with the singing. Because if you think about it, like, all the stuff that Nikki's doing, Lauren did on freaking the miseducation and guess what she got five grammys and mm-hmm. people still talk about that album like that 98 summer like she was killing it like no problem she was her own beast and she left but it was a, it was a thing she wasn't really selling her body or her soul or nothing like i'm not saying Nicki minaj is doing that i do think Nicki minaj is very, very smart and image conscious she does come across that she does she did study her past she went she cares came out. She did a little spitting. She kind of went like 96, 97 little Kim. Then she went full to this image of being a Barbie and turned into some Katy Perry rapping shit. Yep. And she's blowing up. And guess what? Little girls can look at her. She can go on Ellen and like girls from England want to meet her. I don't know if that's a bad thing because when we think about it, 
how many positive images of black people do we have in the public space? Yeah. Especially a woman. And guess what? Yes, she has a bodacious body and she's a very attractive woman, but she's not stupid. And her music isn't that terrible. It's not something I want to listen to. But, you know, it's not because if you listen to it, if you can listen to something like intellectually and structurally and not for your own taste. But if you know how a pop record is made, if you know what sells or, you know, if you listen to a bunch of pop music and you see like this is what's going to attract people, it's it's expertly made like her music works. I don't want to listen to Starships. I don't like Starships. It is a great song. It's a reason why I sold millions of copies. And you know what? It's not. It is not fair for her to get all the brunt of the attacks. You know, she's like she's like LeBron James. You know, when shit is doing good, she gets attacked. When shit is doing bad, she gets attacked. Right, right. Because and then the reason why is because she's the only one people see. Yep. And if you're the only one that people see, you're like you say, that makes you the target. It, you know what I mean? It, it'd be different if there were other female hip hop artists, which there are. They they are out there. You just got to go look for them. But radio is not corporate radio is not going to play them. If they were out, you know, they're out there. But if they were all out there at once, this I don't think this would be as big of an issue right now. You know, once again, going back to the '80s, yo, I had on on my radio, I could go and have. MC Light, Moni Love, Queen Latifah, and all these other artists mixed in with other R&B acts and and, and, hip, and hip-hop acts, male and female, all spread out. There was no singling one artist out. And uh, to me, that's what made radio great at that time. Now, it's and, and for unfortunately, again, it's no longer the case. It's just not. Yeah, because radio doesn't exist. It's like... I don't know. This is getting my, my little moments where I just go hang out with people younger than me on purpose. They want to hear a track. The first thing they do is pull up their phone and go to YouTube. They pull up YouTube to listen to music. Yes. Which is absurd. Yes. It, it, it blows my mind. Yeah, we got new things like Spotify. You can pull things up. But real talk, they'll pull up YouTube and do, do a search and then just stop playing. This happened to me three times this week. And, you know, to be perfectly clear, these were all females. I, I don't hang around with a bunch of young guys. Uh, a bunch of young guys when they're around is usually because there's young females around and we talk and hey you know what they might not be looking up a track they might just sit there and be like hey, okay but like the ones who talk about consuming the music is the women yes. so they're the ones who put me on the new shit yes and that's how they do it so it's like it's weird it's radio, radio don't even know what to do Right. They don't they don't know what to do. Who the fuck listens to radio? Like I don't have a radio like I don't have a actual radio right now. Like that's why they suck right now. Nobody knows they they they, they scared. They're like the print industry. They don't know what to do. They're in the worst straits because you still might want to read something, but if you want to listen to music, you don't even need the radio. I know with like the FM stations that we have in our area, it's pretty much all the same. And I, and I find that sad, but I went and I flipped on AM by accident. No, I take that back. I went on my iPad and there was this uh, this uh, radio app that um, lets you listen to AM and FM stations. So I just started checking stations from state to state. 
and I found an AM station that's based where I live. It's an R and B. It's an R and B station, right? And they literally play R and B from 1977 to today. Whoa! And so I went from hearing Teddy Pendergrass close the door to R Kelly's new song "Share My Love." And I was just like, whoa, hold on. And then they would like flip to some LTD with Jeffrey Osborne. They would flip to Eric Benet's new track. And then they would go to like somebody old, go to somebody new, old, new, old, new. And they just mixed it up. And I was like, this is what I want. This is what I want. Because to me, it was like a music appreciation class. Yeah. And, And so I get stuff from yesterday i may have forgot about like damn oh that's where that sample came from and then then i could go back and say oh well this new r kelly song actually is pretty good maybe i can start listening to r kelly again you know what i mean because i literally i put r kelly away from like tp like halfway through tp2.com up till love letter love letter was like the first time i put r kelly back on like a listening device I can hear that. For me, R. Kelly f- fits the space in my mind, just like Roman Polanski. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And I can, I feel bad when I consume his work, even though some of his work is good. Like, I don't let nobody tell you nothing. Freaking Trapped in the Closet, it was some of the most genius songwriting I've ever experienced in my entire life because he wrote a soap opera as a song. Yeah. yeah. See, and, and see, the thing is, I got behind that for the first seven, eight parts. It's just when it went, to me, it went too long. But I, I mean, I, I understand the concept behind it. Like you said, soap opera. I get that. I love that. That's cool. But it, to me, it went too far and I was just done. And then when like, that's when like I pulled him off the hiatus track and, and then I put him back on it again. I'm like, okay, you've gone too far, dude. And, and I'm, and I'm good. I'm good now, but no, you're right. And see, and I feel guilty if I listen to, if I listen to an R. Kelly album, even you know, regardless of, well, I shouldn't say regardless, but with the stuff that's been thrown out there and the stuff that's been brought to the public eye, it makes it difficult sometimes to listen to an artist that you love. So it comes to the point where even like I remember Questlove talking about this years ago, where he said it comes to a point where you literally have to separate the art from the individual that created the art, and but how many times? can you do that to justify it yeah i I, said, I don't know being that i make up i don't know if you can technically i don't know if i can do that and if Questlove can do that like i i envy him but it's just like yo when i make something like i'm in it there's parts of me in it when you read ants like i did the ant strip with the racist shit in the mcdonald's like i didn't make that shit up I just reformulated around a freaking anthropomorphic ant. But that shit really happened. Like, I can't, I don't know if I could, you could take the stuff from me out of my art. So if you were consuming my art, you're consuming and you're endorsing me and my activities. Especially if you pay for it. So it's just like, I, I do at points feel bad when I like, I fucks with an R. Kelly track. Because right. I really do think he did those things. Because it's like, yo, I saw the tape. I didn't seek it out. I was over somebody's house and it was like, oh, they put the shit on. Like we was like, whoa, what the fuck? We saw it. Like I can't unsee it. Like I don't know. It's just it's it's weird. It's it's it's, it's and now we're in a whole different area of like 
arts and the activities can you separate the art from the artist or whatever like i like yeah i don't i don't know like that's when it comes to that i i, I don't know but people who can do that i envy them i can't yeah it, it's it's real it's, it's honestly real difficult for me because i remember when i i bought love letter r kelly's love letter for for lee last christmas and the thing is, I bought it not thinking about it because I was just happy that he made an album that I thought was listenable for like the first time in a long time. But there are no tracks like Hair Braider and other types of just like, I just thought it was just BS stuff. And I was like, this is actually a very nice album. I'll buy it for her. And then when I got it, it, what's funny is, is that your mind, like my mind at the time wasn't thinking, yo, you know all that dirty shit that went down. Why are you buying that? And... And then I bought it and then I get it. And while I'm wrapping it up, you know, getting it ready for Christmas, it all hit me again. I'm like, man, I feel bad now. Why did I buy this? You know, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you will forget. And don't let's not even go on the whole Michael Jackson thing, because that's a whole other subject within itself. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't even want to go there. And I'm not. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to. I guess to go way back to tie this shit all the way back to the beginning with the Prometheus and the thing of it is it seems that sometimes people want their fiction to have some people want their fiction to have if there's questions raised that there has to be answers given or answers given in a way that makes sense to them yeah, and the funny thing of it is, is that if you try to make art as closer to life, life never gives you answers. And it's when they, I guess when when fiction or art starts be reaching to the point of not giving you answers, like they're not trying to wrap it up in a pretty bow because there is no pretty bows. That's when people lose their shit. It's what happened to Prometheus. It's funny because Damon Lindelof has evolved. It's what happened with the laws. It's what happened with Sopranos of that ending in which it just cut to black. Mm. Oh, yeah. And there were plenty of salty people about that. Plenty of salt. I had people over. I was the only one happy. <laughs> <laughs> which is an entire podcast in itself on my reasons why that worked. But in the end, life does not wrap up for you. If things wrapped up so perfectly simple, we wouldn't have problems, would we? I, I look at it like this. I think we've become a society where everybody wants stuff made to order. And made, like you said, made to order specifically for them. Whether it be comics, whether it be film, whether it be music, whatever it is in life. Because there are a lot of things that you can get made to order that are customized specifically for you. Whether it be clothing or what, what have you. You can have things specifically made just for you. But things like comics, things like movies, things like music, they're meant for a broad range of people. And when you try to, you know, make, make something, you know, custom, custom made, that's not comics, that's not movies, that's not, you know, it's not, it's not music, that's Burger King, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you go to Burger King and have it your way. Okay, you can get your Whopper with tomatoes, lettuce, mayonnaise, and whatever you want, but that's just for you, okay? 
movies are supposed to be for everybody and they're going to people that that get it they're going to people that that might not get it at first but might get it later there's going to be that person that just loves it from the onset and then might not like it as much later on and there 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 will be that person that loves it so much that they now know what they want to do with life that's what that's what like movies music and comics and stuff are supposed to do they're supposed to one inspire they are supposed to you know help make great conversation and do all these other things. It's, but it's not a custom order meal, okay? It's not. And I think that's the biggest problem that today's internet society and today's society in general, especially in Western culture, has is that people think that everything in, everything is supposed to be made specifically just for them. It's almost like the democratization of communication, as fucked up as it sounds, with the, with, with the less filters, the lower the quality of discussion is happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. where everybody had to get their shit from, like, four networks, uh, syndication, like, the major papers, mm-hmm. like, a couple of dope magazines. It's just like, yo, the level of quality of talking about what shit mattered meant something. Like, you couldn't have set with this bullshit in the New Yorker. You still can't, but now there's so many voices, it might get drowned out. But back right. in the days, like, yo, they talking about a play. Yo, that shit meant something. You read the New York Times, they talking about a play, it meant something. You read the Post, the Washington Post, it meant something. You read Ebert back in the day in the Chicago Sun talking about a movie. Yo, that he wasn't one of the many you see on Rotten Tomatoes with a good tomato or or, or or splash one he was he was the dude yes and then oh you read Cisco he's the dude and blah 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 the Leonard, the Leonard Maltz say something and then it just things meant something now it's just like so many voices like yo not all of you I know this is something to say not all of you are special not all of your opinions deserve to be read by everybody I'm not even saying mine is I kind of just said I wanted to do it and they said okay and I really did it for maybe initially for a fucked up reason. I just wanted to not pay for movies. Mm. Now I want more out of it, you know. Now I like to engage with the other, with the critical people and all that, and talk about films and see all these films I wouldn't get a chance to see. But as you do that, you you should change how and why you talk about something. Like if I started freaking somehow talking about restaurants or something, I would have to change the way I experience, eat, consume. And know about food. You can't stick with the old ways you've been doing the whole time. Mm-mm, no, you gotta step your game up. No, the the, the whole purpose the whole purpose of of this is like adaptation, adaptation and progress. And I mean, as far as as far as the way I feel about it goes, and and you know, and, and I'm hoping that when I go see Prometheus, that I enjoy it. I hope I hope I enjoy it. I hope I can like have a nice conversation with somebody about it and say what I love and, and what I love and what I don't love. Um, or everything I loved and everything period. I just, I, you know, I just want to just take that experience and just go with it. But I think sometimes people just get so excited about something and they don't really, and they think once again, it, it goes back to thinking that it was just made for them. Yeah, and it's it's not. And plus, you know, and you know, like I know, cat like Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's gonna do whatever the fuck it is he wants to do. 
it doesn't and it doesn't matter what you think about it. He's going to do it the way he wants to do it. And if that is his true vision on the screen, so be it. It's like with Blade Runner, the final cut. That's his true vision. So yeah. be it. And it's like, and he's already said, yes, I'm doing a Blade Runner too. And that's when it's going to get interesting. The Well, not that it's not interesting right now because especially like people acting on, over the internet over Prometheus. Um, but it'll be real interesting once Blade Runner 2 hits production. But from a business standpoint, I think something that a lot of people don't get, even if you adjust for inflation, Alien, Alien and Aliens are successful. But if you really look at it, Look at look at their look at their openings from way back when. When Alien dropped, it was number one movie and it made like eight. I think it was like number one or number two and it made eight million dollars opening weekend. It grossed like eighty overall, but worldwide it was huge. But think about it; it made eighty million back in like seventy something, and it f- first week eight million. Aliens many years later, I think opened to like ten or twelve million, and I think made it to like eighty eight million. Okay. And then Alien 3, it was kind of like the same type of opening, same type of amount of money made. And then Alien Resurrection was like, I think, like the lowest of the bunch. Prometheus opened fifty with a $50 million US gate. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. It's R-rated. And it's exactly. R-rated. And it's R-rated. It won't come out. Of course, it lost at Madagascar 3. You can't beat the kids. Like, if it didn't have Madagascar 3, it'd be the number one movie this week. Right. Exactly. You you hit it right on the head. R-rated movies. And you know, like I know, studios are dead scared of R-rated movies. Dead yeah, scared. Like, oh, it's like he had the juice to be like, nah, I'm making an R-rated movie. You can pump this out. And it was like, all right, really? Okay. Yeah, plus we're going to let you ride. Plus 20th Century Fox, they know, they knew that they had to do it that way after what was done with Alien versus Predator, Alien versus versus Predator Requiem, and I and a lot of people are on the fence with Robert Rodriguez Predators. Um although I still say uh, it's just icy. Yeah, it's just icy as fuck. I, I I liked it. I liked it too. But it's still but Prometheus is still the biggest opening for any film linked with Alien, period. That's just a business side of thing. I'm not talking about whether you enjoyed it or whether you loathe, loathe the movie. Business-wise, it's the biggest opening out of all the movies. Even if, I think even if you adjust for inflation, I still say it's, it's the biggest. It's still the biggest opener. So, so what you know? I, I don't like I said. I don't get it. I, I really don't understand. I think sometimes people really just need to look at everything from just to look at the whole perspective of it all. Look at the whole perspective. If that makes sense of what I just said, just look at the whole perspective yeah. and look at the whole picture. But yeah, this, this is what I'm saying is what this is right now. What we're going through right now, this is the pregame for the Dark Knight Rises. Motherfuckers are gonna hate that movie. People are always talking about hating it. All they seen is the trailer. They still talking about. I don't think Dark Knight was a Batman movie. They are going in hateful. I don't understand. I, remember, I read the Empire article. It's like 18 pages, dude. I'm reading what he's talking about. Yo, people gonna hate that movie. They're gonna be diametrically opposed to that movie, like politically in their beliefs. Really? Why? That's what I got to feel. This is a pregame. People hating on about Prometheus and hate people about Prometheus. Uh-huh. Batman's gonna drop. That shit is gonna be the atomic bomb of 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 people on the internet talking about shit. That shit is just gonna is gonna it's Hatfield McCoy's <laughs> Zool coming on the Earth, mm-hmm. Civil War. Israeli Palestinians. 
of of geekdom. Dude, watch. Geeks are already complaining that the film is going to be close to three hours long. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait either. Can't wait. I, I, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, I mean, I look at it like this: this is this, this is Nolan's capper for Batman, and then there's going to be a different version of Batman, and maybe be you know something more that that everybody can, everybody will be able to like grab onto and enjoy. Because listen, you know, like I know, this series of Batman films is for adults. Oh yes, you know it's, it's not for the kids. You don't take your your kids to see to see these Batman movies. And you could though. Yeah, you could though. You could if you wanted to. Been a lot, and a lot of parents have. Trust me, a lot of parents have. But um, you know, in the next generation of Batman movies, it'd probably be something a little bit different. But I'm really excited about Dark Knight Rises. But see, the whole thing is, I don't. I put myself out of all this, out of all this stuff, man. I just, I, I might watch a trailer. I might. But I'll read an article or two, and then I just like let it go, and then I go see the movie, and then from there I just sit back and say, okay, did I like it? Yeah. Did I not like it? Okay. And then just I talk with some friends about it, and then I'm done. And I might go back to it later because sometimes you can change your mind. It's just the the fervor of people on the internet, man. It's it's just in social media. It's just it's a very strange age right now, Julian. It's, it, yeah, it's it, weird. We don't know what the we don't know what to do. I don't think the people know how to handle the, the, the actual act of communication. We never had it, and it's like we're going overboard. I think the younger people have a better handle over it than the older people. Yes. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a, if you truly remember things before the internet, that's what we're seeing. That's where we're seeing all the people that are annoying. Like I don't even think younger people would really give that much of a fuck. They don't got that many fucks to give. They're, you know, with like everything that's going on in a teenager's life right now. I mean, like us being teen, you know, us as teenagers and today's teenagers, boy, that's like a whole different subset. Look at every, look at everything that's in front of them, as opposed to what was in front of us. There, there was like you know there are certain things that are in both they're in both generational sets, but they have so much more in front of them to deal with than I think we did. We had pro- we was looking into prosperity. They're looking into doom. Mm. It's funny because they gotta look at they gotta look at they have to look at us and what we're going through. Yeah. You looking at you you as a teenager, you see people going up and yeah, they were slackers or whatever. Then they grow up and they start on Google. That's not too bad. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not too bad. Yeah, there's a Bible verse or whatever, but overall, it doesn't look too high. Your parents is doing all right. They got a house. They got some loans or whatever. You know, they got some little bit of money. Things ain't too high. You going to college. Yeah, so it was looking great. You know, Clinton was doing big things. Things were looking great. I to see all this shit is going to be in fucking Batman, and motherfuckers is going to be mad because it's going to get real serious and they go get themes, and it's going to be the exact opposite of everything that was in Avengers, which was Hulk punching a, a big dragon thing in the face. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers are going to be mad, and the internet is going to be nothing but Dark Knight this. It's going to be like two days of nothing but hating, and motherfuckers battling, talking about you use garbage, you don't know nothing, you don't know nothing about Batman. And see, my experience is going to be totally different. I'm going to the comic book store, motherfuckers going to be talking about Batman. I'm going to go someplace else, they're going to be talking about Batman. I'm going to see some friends, they're going to be talking about Batman. Mm-hmm. And just what happened to me with Watchmen, where I had to defend my fact that I hated that shit for a month, <laughs> I'm just going to shut the fuck off. I'm just going to be like, I ain't talking to you about this movie. I just, wanna, I just want to enjoy it. And the whole thing is, is that the, both those films, like you, know, you said Avengers and you said Dark Knight, they can be polar opposites of each other, and that's okay. Yeah. 
that's okay. I, you know, I don't want more of the same. I, you know, I definitely want to see something different. I, don't, I definitely don't want more of the same. Avengers served its purpose for me. You know what I mean? I got to see things that I wanted to see, like in you know, since like childhood. I got to see it, and it made me, and that made me happy, and I'm good with that. But now I want to see what Nolan's going to do over here with Dark with with uh, with Dark Knight Rises. I, I want to see this. You know, like I said all that other stuff. I'm not worried about. I want to see the film. I want to see what he puts out there, and then I can make the decision as to whether I enjoyed it or not. And I don't give a damn if it's close to three hours. I mean, for what people pay for for movie ticket prices anyway, shit. You should enjoy that. So, yo, you should be able to give up that 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 afternoon if it costs you. Yo, in my price, I'm actually gonna be like sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars. I better lose three hours, yo. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. It's it's an investment. You know, I mean, it's it's on it's an investment. Period. It's it's like I tried to tell Cass the other day, um, because like you know, stores still got GI Joe Retaliation toys out, right? Even though the movie ain't coming coming out till next year, and my and my feelings is hurt, but that's all right. That's what they want to do. Just go ahead and just just do it. Yo, yo. If you look at the movie schedule, it was smart. It was smart if you really think about it. They 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 try to say this bullshit about 3D. Like nah, that joint gonna come out too close to Batman or Spider Man. Whatever the fuck is supposed to come out uh-huh. is going to be too close to too many other movies. It's gonna get crushed. Like the time we got Expendables. Uh, Expendables, um, the losers, and A Team all in the same summer. Yeah, man. Yeah. And nothing made money but Expendables because it was too many motherfuckers were doing the same shit. It's gonna they're gonna hold it back. And next March, there ain't gonna be nothing like GI Joe out, and that joint gonna make a gang of money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Plus, plus compound the fact that I think Hasbro got their feelings hurt with Battleship. I think that played. Oh, yeah. I think that played into it too. That definitely yeah. played into it. They, they wasn't smart. I don't know why you make a, sh- a, a game that's about boats fighting and some spaceship shit just because Transformers was hot. Do you know what? You make a spinoff Transformers movie that has nothing to do with Michael Bay. You make a motherfucking Beast Wars movie or some shit. That's yep. what you do. If yep. you want to make some extra hot... Yo, you make you make fucking mask. You make the mask movie if you want motherfuckers in suits doing crazy shit with fucking vehicles. You make the mask movies and make that shit look like fucking Transformers with people. You make it look like Transformers and G.I. Joe mashed together. Mm-hmm. That's what you make. Yes. You don't make something that everybody knows. Something else. It's like they made Twisted to like a horror movie with like a, a squid thingy something that's tying people up or something. It's like, the fuck are you doing? Of course people ain't going to go see that. Everybody knows. Everybody in America knows what the fuck Battleship is. Right. Right. It just it, it made, to me, like I said, just made honestly no sense at all. When you got to bring in a toy psychologist... Or a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist. They brought in Peter Berg had to talk with a toy psychiatrist, psychologist, or psychiatrist about this movie. That's problem number one. But I, I that, but I digress. But like going back to the old GI Joe thing, it's like you, you talk about value. Um, you're talking about value in regards to a movie ticket. I go to Target. I'm like, let me go see if they got some GI Joe retaliation toys. Maybe I'll pick up a Roadblock or or a Snake Eyes or a Storm Shadow. Yeah. So I go and I look. I'm like, oh, nice. Three and three quarter action figures. These look really nice. Then I look at the price tag. $10. $10 for a three and three quarter inch action figure. That's not them high. Shish, them shishes cost $2. Yes. And listen, I look, inflation and when then the items that are used to make these products, I can understand the increase in price. But here's the deal, okay? I said it once and I'll say it again. A parent can spend anywhere between thirty nine ninety nine 
or less or up to $60 for a video game for their child and get multitudes of hours of entertainment for their child and not feel stressed. Whereas $10 for a three and three quarter inch action figure, no matter how much that child or adult may love that toy, that value is not there. If they were $6.99, you know, I can accept $6.99, okay? I can accept that. Even though I don't like that price, I can accept $6.99 because it's a different era and, you know, inflation and whatnot. But when you're charging $10 for action figures, you can literally go fuck yourself because you're not helping your situation, period. From a business standpoint, that's just how I see it. It's like, how do you expect these toys to move off the shelves? You know, at least Ben 10 toys are reasonably priced. Yo, for eight nine for ten dollars, I can get a little Lego set with Batman and Catwoman on motorcycles. Exactly. Not only that joint got mad fun because you building something, you can keep it up, and it's Batman as a Lego dude and Catwoman as a Lego person. Mm-hmm. That's that alone. Actually, once you get that, you made money because them Lego figures gonna be worth like probably eight nine dollars a piece. Right, exactly, exactly. Because there's always a, a Lego resale market, and the only and how I found that out is when Star Wars Episode One came out on a whim because it looked it looked dope. They had this like little mini set, and it had Darth Maul, Qui Gon Jinn, and Darth Maul cycle. So, oh, I remember that joint. I was wanted to get that because that's before I saw the movie. Yeah, so I went ahead. I went ahead and I bought it. I bought it. I think it's like nine ninety nine, right? Three years later, I sell it. I sell it for forty bucks. Yeah, I mean that's that's how crazy the Lego resale market is. And the funny thing was was that I remember I, I put it on eBay, and I said, you know what? If I if if I get back what I paid for for it, I'll be fine with it. I walk away a week later, forty bucks plus shipping. And I'm like, what? Okay, here you go. And it, it's it's the craziest thing, but it's but like there has to be some. The value you got to get value out of that toy, and ten bucks for a three and three quarter action figure is not a value. It's just not. You know what I mean? It, it it's not. I mean, um, a parent would buy, even though the kids would get mad. A parent would buy like a three pack of uh, the generic GI Joe called the Core, where you get like three figures for like seven bucks. Yeah, they'll buy. You know, they would buy that for their child. Yeah, their child might get salty. But still, it's like that's a value. You get three figures, seven dollars, and you're done. But uh, I can't cop, even if they had the RZA figure out there. I can't cop that for ten dollars. Nah, man, I gotta look for that on Amazon. See if they're joining down to seven or something. It's like y'all lunch. They like they straight lunching. Like, come on, Hasbro, you getting greedy? Yeah. Like, there's no amount of inflation that means that little motherfucker should cost ten dollars. Not when I can go buy a toy from another company with more plastic involved. For the same amount of money. Yep. I think a Power Ranger costs ten dollars. That's double the size. Yo, you talking about the big power? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's 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 crazy right now, man. I mean, it's like when and, and Mattel can be bad at this too. Like when they do those uh, special figures, like the retro figures. Oh yeah. Like they they came out with those real Ghostbuster figures, and there's a retro retro real Ghostbusters figures. I go to Toys R Us, like thirty bucks a pop. No. Salty. I, I was so salty I, when them came dude, out. Dude, I had my container of Mortons, and I was literally, I opened up the spout, and I just started, like, throwing it all over the aisle. Yeah. I was mad. So, lo and behold, lo and behold, I was at a show not too long ago, and there was a vendor that had toys, all kinds of toys. 
and it was like the last day of the sh- it was like a one day show and at the last hour he was like everything 75% off I'm not taking this shit home I walk over there there's the retro real Ghostbuster Egon and a Peter yes I grabbed yes. them both and I said there you go and I bounced yes. but th- that's the only way I'm gonna get it you know what I mean it's I, look I understand the reason of why you know this cost X but to me there's also that that line of how far do you really want to take this or do they say you know are people willing to pay this go ahead and do it and if people buy it they think oh okay well we'll just keep it that way the toy market but then again there's this whole line and goes with comics too going from a toy market to a play you know from being just something you play with to now it's a collector's market too but I'm like don't take it away from the children just don't don't take it away from them. Yeah, to tell the truth, I, I don't know what they know what to do with toys. I know they know they got people who buy it just to collect it now so they can charge. They can charge $30 for a Ghostbusters figure because, you know what, kids don't even know what a fuck a Ghostbuster is. Good point. Good point. I mean, unless unless your parents got you hip to it or or unless you start, like, unless these kids start, like, looking around for stuff, you know, because we are in the Netflix era. I mean, Netflix instant streaming, kids got more options on Saturday mornings more than ever. True, true, but... Yeah, I still think they just going by like what their parents show them or what's okay. It's like they might show them like my man Chris Campbell. He showed his kids the old Transformers, and which I like. Yo, that's what's up. But, yeah. So, but like he can get them, a, he can get any type of Transformer. He ain't giving them the the perfect grade joints he be buying. Mm-hmm. He ain't giving them the three hundred dollar Star Screen. They don't get that bootleg Star Screen joint. Like, man, I don't like. I don't know. They with toys is crazy right now. Games is crazy because they don't know what to do neither, and everything's all messed up, man. This is the 21st century. Nobody knows what to do no more. Exactly, I, and I and I agree with you. It's like peop, some people feel that nobody knows what what the next per, what everybody else wants, and then there are those people that try to cater to everybody and and, and end up failing in that in that method, and. But I also think sometimes we have this this whole problem of everybody wants something for free too. Oh, let's not even get started on when people just want something for free. I'm to the point now. I'm on the other side of the of the, of the pirating thing. And not not that I'm just like oh I'm, I'm down with it, but I'm just like yo, somebody got to pay for something. Yes. Because like you like eating, those people like eating too. Like I ain't say you got to buy it, but you can at least stream it. Like why are you even wasting your time? Like get it. You you can't afford a TiVo box. You can't you can't afford the DVR box with your cable. You really can't afford that extra three dollars. You really you paying for all that other dumb shit you buy, but you can't afford that three dollars to, to get some record options. And I don't want to hear about and I I don't even like the whole spoiler discussion. There's a whole different discussion, but like yo, motherfuckers been taping shit since VHS popped. <laughs> and you complain that you can't see something. Like I give you the credit back in the day because nobody only like kids knew how to change the like the timing and everything because I had to do that for my parents and my uh-huh. aunts and all that yeah they didn't get that yeah. I got it I'll give you that if you old well you mean you can't tape something to come on at eight o'clock on a Tuesday mm-hmm. yo you lazy <laughs> you lazy. And I'm sure you saw this. This goes back to the whole problem of kind of people not knowing what they want or people know what they want, but companies don't know how to handle it. And the whole thing with sometimes companies being so big that if they did this type of switch, it affect everything. HBO Go. 
there were people that started this site called TakeMyMoneyHBO.com or something like that, where they pretty much said, listen, we are willing to pay you X amount of dollars a month. I mean, I, and people may have said as high as $20 a month if HBO made the HBO app just, you know, made the app just for people with like iPads or whatever or mobile devices. And for $20 a month, I could watch any HBO show I wanted. To which HBO said, well, that's nice that you, that, that you suggest this to us, but no, this isn't going to happen, okay? It's not going to happen. As viable as an idea as it sounds, because I think that would be cool too, because I guess I had read somewhere that so many people pirate Game of Thrones. They're like, more people pirate it, or they, the same amount of people pirate it, pirate it as the same number amount of people that watch it, or something it, like that. Just something yeah. real crazy, okay? Their, their ratings would... if. If, yeah, technically they get double the ratings. In terms of the people who watch it, uh, it's double. Yeah, it's, it's double than what you actually the actual numbers. So it's just real crazy. It's real crazy. But here's the thing: the reason why HBO can't at this time make HBO Go a standalone app because you have to have cable and HBO to have the app work is the fact that HBO is a part of Time Warner. Time Warner owns Time Warner Cable. Actually, no, they don't. Not anymore. Really? They just keep the name. Oh, shit. Because of the brand because of brand knowledge. But Time Warner Cable is its own separate entity. Really? I found that shit out three months ago. I was in some deep NPR, NBC. I was listening to some shit. I found it out. My mind was blown. Okay, well, see, now... Now, see, now now that changes the whole game because, see, here's the thing. By, by, by now you saying that, now what that says is this. We, it says that HBO sides with cable because cable is a form and method where they, you know, money still comes in. And we've had a lot of people detached from cable over the years to use things like Hulu, to use things like Netflix, to use things like a Roku player. And they've detached from cable, but there's still a strong guard that want cable in people's houses okay so if hbo says yeah we'll make the we'll make the app x amount of dollars a month and you can watch all the hbo you want on this app see but that may, then the cable companies say oh you're you're against us and hbo doesn't want that rift even though the biggest problem hollywood has had over the years especially especially with cable and whatnot is progression and the fact that things change and it's yep. no longer 1985 i mean dude like Hollywood fought DV, they fought VCRs, they fought DVRs, they fought TiVo, you know, they fought everything. And to, to the point where I think all this fighting is what's cre- helped create this black market. It was like with the music industry. Like the music industry, to me, in my personal opinion, created the black market. Because when Napster came out, when MP3, when Napster first came out, Yes, you know, that stuff was illegal. I understand that. And because you have been charged $20 for a CD you only want two songs on. I'll, I'll never let that side go. It's like right. the music industry was robbing everybody. Yes. And now they mad because somebody found a way to rob them back. Right. And not, Robin Hood their ass. And not only that, but then during that period of time came the conception of th- MP3 players. Yep. So instead of the industry saying, oh, what's this technology? What's this about? Yo, maybe we need to collaborate on this and like try to f- like find a, a mid-level where we can get paper and everybody else is cool and, and, and the business is fine. But instead, they fought it for five years. And in fighting it for five years... It literally created a black market. I guess the weird thing with that is there's a couple different weird things that happen. With Save, the music industry, Steve Jobs, the iPod, and Apple. 
But which go ahead, they made sorry. the i they, they made the iPad, which is what a lot of people really fuck with HBO going because I don't know if it's even on Android devices. I just know it's on like a couple of things and, and iPad and Xbox 360. But I think the thing that changes this the entire discussion is the fact that E3, Microsoft said you can watch ESPN on your Xbox 360, not ESPN three. But actual regular ESPN, that means you can get live games without having cable. That's the precedent shifting thing. Yeah. Because people keep cable, and some people I know, he's like, I don't like sports, so I'm giga, I don't like this, whatever. People keep cable because they want to make sure they can see the NBA finals, they can see the NHL finals, mm-hmm. the Stanley Cup, they can see the tennis, they can see their fucking soccer, they can see the Olympics, they can see Monday night football, Sunday night football. This, that, and the third. Right. This is America. Motherfuckers need their sports. If you can't see sports on the internet live, then nobody's cutting their cable because that's what cable gives you. News and sports and mostly sports. And the fact that Microsoft's like, yeah, you can eat. Have your sports, son. You can eat. Just pay us that $60 a year. You can eat. You don't need cable. You got HBO Go. You got Netflix. You got Hulu Plus. You got everything you need. You got Amazon Inbox. Now, why do you need cable? Yeah, man. And that's what I think HBO is going to be like. Oh, word? You'll say you'll pay $20, $25 a month? Bet. You know, people ain't going to get discounts to the people who actually have cable. They're going to continue to pay their $12 or $6 for a special monthly event they do on commercial when you sign up on cable. Mm-hmm. Those people are going to pay less. I have a feeling HBO is going to be like, yo, all right, $25 a month. You have all the HBO you want. Yeah, all of it. And see, not only that, it, like, and let's say if they do that, then that might even expand the list of like movies that are available on the app. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many, there are so many possibilities. It's just I, I think it's just a matter of time, because once again, we are in this era of adjustment where Hollywood is scared. They fear, you know, Hollywood fears the future, and you can't fight it forever. You can't. You cannot fight it forever. The more you fight it, the worse it's going to get, for, you know, for, for, at least for them. Because, you know, like I know we are, you know, we've been in the era of self-creation, of self, you know, self-created entertainment for years. And I mean, and to a point to where, like, I mean, some of these cats are like coming up with their own Internet TV networks. And I'm not talking about like just bullshit, like, you know, YouTube, I'm mocking a song video. I'm talking about like series and shit. Yeah. You know, shit, shit is like like my friend. He bought a camera, a Canon camera. Like motherfuckers shoot movies with it. It's like thirty five hundred dollars. You shoot a movie with something that costs you under five thousand. So why can't you shoot a show? You just need some writing and some people that can act. There's always a bunch of actors. Yes, you know what I'm saying. There's people that's hungry. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get on. Yeah, you can do some. You can do some work. Yeah, you can. Like, you you can honestly create. And, you know, and like now for me, for me, the key is always quality, but you can always you can create your own Hollywood. You can create your own business structure. You can create your own foundation from wherever. I mean, that's the that's kind of like the I mean, that's the whole thing about this new era of entertainment and technology and whatnot. Now, granted, just because you can doesn't mean you should, because, some yeah. you know, then let me let me put that caveat out there. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. But. There are there are some hidden talents out in this country that don't live in California, don't live in Florida, don't live in New York or Chicago, or they didn't go to Harvard and was part of the Harvard writing program. The, you know, they there are pockets all over this country that are filled with talent 
now and I think a lot of people realize you just got to cultivate stuff yourself because if you if you're waiting on somebody to give you that opportunity shit you might be waiting for the rest of your natural life this is the best time to do it if you're going to do it do it now and if you don't know how to do it once again there are plenty of outlets that will show you how the information i mean there is there are plenty of ways to attain the information i'm not just going to say the information's out there but there are plenty of ways to attain it and i think it's more easier now to get the information and granted you have to have the resources to get it because let's be real not everybody has internet 24 7 that's true all right all right not not everybody has broadband 24 7 you know we still got a lot of areas in the country running 56k some running 28 8 bald modems okay let's be real okay let's be completely real not everybody has it like the next man or next woman yeah but they got the, the phones too the phones help too i think that's what's shifting a lot of people because you might not have internet but you might you might not be paying attention but you know they're paying for that 3g yo and everything's going to shift it's going to shift to get comp that's the thing the real big cable companies they good comcast bought nbc Comcast got internet, so you can talk all the trash you want. All cut cable, yeah. Who who you paying for your internet? Comcast. Yeah, you know Comcast. Oh, you over oh, Verizon. Verizon's that bad. Yeah. Well, they, well, they got your mobile phone. They got your internet, and you. And lo and behold, they might buy into a stick into a content company too. Because Comcast got NBC, so all that shit you like watch. You love USA Channel. You love watching all their shows and mm-hmm. cable sucks. Yeah, you know white collar didn't suck for you last week, did it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, it, all this stuff is tied in together. And I, a lot of people don't pay attention to how much this stuff is tied in. You know, I mean, like it's like mafia family charts when it comes yeah. when it comes when it comes to like, you know, the way entertainment and cable companies and businesses are all tied in together. It's just like it's just like this mad family structure. And people, I think a lot of people people fail to realize how much stuff is just under one tree now. And either way, they will have your money. They got you one way or the other. Like you said, if you step away from this one spot, you're still paying them somewhere else for something else. And that's going to continue to be the process. It's the it's the it's the pure hustle. It's like all that shit we used to watch and hear about rap songs about the drug games. Like, yo, all right, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get this front, and then I'm gonna get into this. I'm gonna get into prostitution. I'm gonna get into pills. I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna diversify my. I'm diversify my hustle up. <laughs> And then, like, you think you're getting away from me, but you ain't getting away from me, man. I got my little, I got the club. You like going to the club? I got my money in that. That's how I clean my money. It's, a, it's, it's, it's pure. It's the same thing. It's just some people just don't think of it that way. And I don't know how they don't. It's just like, I think there was a time of packed in America when Americans knew how America worked. And now we're at this point where Americans really don't know how America worked. Yeah. And they think America's been lying to them the whole time. And it hasn't. America really hasn't changed. Got a little bit more cutthroat. Yes, yes. But there's still the same lessons are still there. And 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 it's out there for you to understand how it all works. Because like I said, nobody's going to tell you how it works, especially nowadays. Nobody's going to tell you. You know, like like Snoop said a long time ago, the game is to be sold, not told. So it's on you to find out how these games work because it's a lot deeper than even we have described to you today. Yeah, 
this has nothing to do with comic books at all, people. Y'all, I don't know what y'all gonna do. <laughs> well, you know what the cool the thing is, man. Hey, it's like I said, some weeks we don't talk about comic books on this show. You know, sometimes we just gotta inform the people. And I and I really, I really just wanted to get the whole thing with um, just like the way social media and how people are reacting to these movies and comics and all this other stuff. Like going to Ultimate Spider-Man. I got a lot, I know a lot of people that can't stand that show. I watched it today and it's the first time I ever really seriously watched a whole episode from beginning to end. That shit was hilarious. It's a silly show. My only problem of it is, is that I have no problem with you going for a younger audience. But I don't think people was expecting a show that was going for a younger audience yeah. after the last Spider-Man show. Yeah. Which I think could work for kids and adults. Kind of like... And it's kind of hard because you're showing your shit on Sunday. And now Saturdays are so banging because Green Lantern's hot. Thundercats is hot. Mm-hmm. Young Justice... Young Justice is so good, it makes Dandy D on Jim Lee look bad. <laughs> <laughs> and... Yeah. And then Legend of Korra comes and smacks everybody in the face. And is like, this is how you make an animated show. And then it drops the mic, and that's the end of Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Then you watch Power Rangers, and you be good. Yes, I and then agree. You, you get to Sunday, and you see Ultimate Spider-Man. And it's kind of like, that's kind of cute. It's kind of silly. I, I kind of wanted to watch a Spider-Man show, not a Spider-Man team show where... You really don't get a lot of Spider-Man. You got to get Spider-Man and he hangs around with all the other superheroes. You really don't get no Harry. I don't know why Mary Jane is like Lois Lane. And it's all right. Okay. I don't know if it really works for the character. Right. And, but it's it's all right. But then they got that stupid thing in the middle of the shows where like Nick Fury talking about characters for like five minutes. It's like, yo, who who the fuck greenlit this? Like, who? what kid wants to watch Nick Fury just talk about a character for five minutes with you showing some pictures? <laughs> yeah, I saw that today, and they did one on Hawkeye. And because when I was looking at the uh, the guide, the uh, the cable guide, it's like Amazing Spider-Man, 37 minutes long. I'm like, why is this, yeah. 30, why is this 37 minutes? Oh, okay, Fury Files. So, and, and this is so long. And, it's so long. And this is their way of trying to show a young generation. These are our heroes. We want you to know about them. I'm like, that's cool. But you know, you can just do a thing where you say, hey, kids, go to MarvelUniverse.com and you can get all the Fury Files you want there. I get what they what what makes them look bad is that on the previous day or if you cast a replay an hour earlier, you might catch freaking two minutes of Sword of the Atom and you learn all you need about Ray Palmer being a beast. Yep. Sword of the Atom, or you might catch Vibe done as a kid and play cartoon, or you might catch Super Best Friends Forever, and them shits are two minutes long. Yeah. And you get a hero, you actually get a whole cartoon. It's like a Warner Brothers short, but with superheroes in it. Yeah. It is incredible. When Vibe started break dancing. I I was happy, mad, and sad all at once. And the reason why is the simple fact that one, quit stealing my ideas. Dude, <laughs> dude, um, dude somebody in there, I don't know who did it, was like, yo, I fucks with the kid play cartoon. Yeah. Let's go. That's the yeah. vibe cartoon. I can't I wanted to I was angry for three seconds. I was like, this is the hottest shit ever. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, you don't know how you don't know how salty I was about it. I was so salty. I'm like, now I need somebody to come out with a cloak and dagger cartoon, and they up in the club doing a two step, and just just some crazy shit. 
Oh, oh man, you don't understand the vibe cartoon got me because when he bust out the break dance, he when he started doing the running man and friends online was like, that's not break dancing. It's like, all right, first of all, breakers don't always do the same type of goddamn breaking on. I ain't want to really get into some break on some b boy shit. Yeah, I actually do know b boys. <laughs> well, I'm just like, yo, first of all, he did some flares, he did a head spin. Yeah, so what? He bust out the hammer dance and he bust out a running man or a cabbage patch. That is all valid within some urban dance move shit. It was hot. It's in a cartoon. He had a little white kid sidekick. That's some straight 1886 cartoon logic. Yes. I can't be mad at that. No, I couldn't be either. I was I just I just sat back and enjoyed it. Like all those shorts, like the Animal Man short was dope. You know. <sighs> yeah. So to to which I, I say, if these two minute shorts are that hot. Why can't your comics be that hot? I know why. Yeah, I know. The people involved was over there making cartoons. The people who got the hot ideas for the... Like, you watch Young Justice, and it's really like... A, it's now become the love letter to the post-crisis DC universe. Everything post-crisis, pre-Flashpoint. It's like, yo, you remember when Roy Harper had a seed? Yeah, that was dope, wasn't it? Oh, you 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 remember Cheshire? She was real dope, wasn't it? It was like not even everything. It was everything up to the point where they made everything crazy before they went to Flashpoint. Before everything sucked, it was like, yo, you remember when back when 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 Wally West had a had a had a nice little partner? He was living good. He had his Asian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we got that for you. You remember when Dick Grayson was was giving the, the knowledge of God to to Tim Drake on how to be a Robin? Yeah, deal with Batman. Yeah, we got that for you. You remember Impulse? Yeah, you remember Bart Allen? You remember you remember Jay Garrick and his wife? You remember Barry and Iris? Yeah, here we got that for you. We got that for you. you remember Superboy being awesome? You know what I'm saying? Standing up. Here we got that for you. They it's just like they just keep on kidding you with like yo, this is when shit was hot. We gonna put all this in the show, and when this show ends, it's gonna be gone. You never gonna see it again. Yeah, it's gonna be the saddest shit ever. <laughs> yeah, man. So cop them DVDs when, when you can, uh, because who knows how long that's gonna be out. It's like them Batman Brave and the Bold apps. When that box set comes out, or when all the episodes are eventually out, cop them while you can, because you might not see that shit again. You never gonna see Batman crazy like that again. Yeah, but I still say to this day, Batman Brave and the Bold is one of the greatest cartoons ever. Because it's literally pure, unadulterated fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yo, this is what Batman used to be before Neil Adams got around. Yeah. Dude, Batman, first episode, pulled a lightsaber out of his belt. Yo, he was walking around in space with no mask on. Yes. Like... You know what? I'm Batman. And this is my problem when I be talking to Daryl about stuff. He's like, Batman's silly. Like, no, this is the most gangster Batman ever. He walks out of space without a fucking space helmet on. That means Batman is so tough that face cannot kill him. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yo, Batman goes to the jungle and brings Bat-Ape. Or or better yet, has uh, his dog. uh, Ace. Ace. Come on, man. Ace is... Ace is, yo, it do so many banana stuff. Aquaman, first of all, that show should get credit because Aquaman is the, sh- is the truth in it. And he's not the truth no more. I don't, I don't have any read the new book. I don't care. Does he have a beard? Is he saying shit is outrageous? Is he titling his own adventures within his own comic book? <laughs> if all the answers to those questions is no, then it's not Gully. No, no, better yet, taking his family in an RV on vacation. Aqua, the Aqua RV is the truth. He teams up with everybody. Yeah. How they? How did they kill the Doom Patrol in the cartoon, like they did in the old comic? The that, same exact plot. That was that even like pulled me back a bit. I was like, man, they oh, 
I had to stop. I had to stop. The, I had to stop the DVR. Go upstairs, make me a sandwich. Contemplate about it for five minutes, then go back downstairs and rewind it just to make sure that actually happened. I was like, they did that. They actually did that. They. It was. I was. I was blown. I had to. I had to. I had to stop. They had a. Mu- all- they had a musical episode with the music maestro. Yo, Batman, Bat T pained. Cause he, cause this Batman can't sing. It's the exact opposite of our classic Kevin Conway Batman, who can actually bust out some R and B tunes if need be. Yes. This Batman's like, y'all, let me get out my bat vocoder, sing for a second to solve this end, this damn mystery, and continue on my way. Cause that's what Batman does. He's like, I can't do it. I got some technology. I can do that shit now. They even brought in Adam West. And didn't Kevin Conroy play Phantom Stranger? No, he played Phantom Stranger. And he played the Batman of Zuran R. <sighs> Actually, no, wait. Yeah, he did. Because it, they, that shit was crazy. They yeah. brought in everything. They even brought Superman in as his 1960 self as being a douchebag. That was a hilarious episode right there. He he when he when they joined when they teamed up with Wonder Woman and he ordered food for Wonder Woman, even though Wonder Woman didn't want a hamburger, he was like, yo, bacon cheeseburgers for everybody. <laughs> Like that's some Superman shit to do in 1965. Yeah, it's like nah, yo, Superman say we eat cheeseburgers. I'm saying we eat cheeseburgers and milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's Superman right there. Yeah, you forget man. that. Yeah, because I'm the boss. Oh. Nobody can defeat me. I'm Superman. That's why I love that shit. It was like, yo, Superman went crazy. Batman did not punch him out on some Frank Miller shit. He got fucked up, and the yeah. super dog had to help him. Yes. Cause he's a man, yes. and he is Superman. I love that whole thing of super, a Batman being badass and super smart. But there's, come on, there's a logical limit in your brain. Not even like as an adult limit. There's a, a kid limit. It's like, yo, hold up. He can reverse the Earth's rotation, turn back time. He should always fucking win. <laughs> exactly. He's the most powerful superhero in comics. He should never lose. He should never lose to nobody. Even like you bring up, you bring up any Jedi, you wrong. Goku, I can even give you a long debate about that. I would let Goku get some hits in, but in the end, Superman's winning that shit. Mm. Everybody, Superman's winning. The closest, the only person he can't beat is like literally some, like God. He can't beat a racer, and he can't beat God. How about that? There you go. Those are two things Superman can't beat. Yeah, man, that that cartoon gave me great memories. A cartoon that, like, well, with exceptions, like Justice League Unlimited, when she showed up. I mean, but uh, the Huntress. Oh man, Huntress was, was cold. So nice. Gave me new love for Blue Beetle. Gave me yeah. gave me new love for Jaime. And- yo, yo, the new show Young Justice gave me even extra. That joint, the new Young Justice Jaime, is so dope. It makes me mad because I've never seen that in any book. He's walking around. They had an episode where all he did was walk around the barrio and investigate his homeboy's kidnapping. He mm. was in the barrio, like the hood. Like, how come I don't get this in the comic? I never got that in the comic. How about it's a show written for seven-year-olds and it's more serious than any of these comic books is written for like 12 and 30-year-olds. Yeah. It was serious. He was investigating. They had bullshit with the Native Americans. It was some partial things like, oh, that dude's probably abusing homeboys' moms. Like, there's Native Americans. There's the, the, the Spanish people. There's this shit with the, with the team. All that's in there. And he was the B-plot. That means he didn't even get 22 minutes. He got like eight. How they do that in eight minutes? And these motherfuckers can't even make some shit hot for for twelve issues without that shit getting canceled because we know that shit getting canceled. There are just things that they're just constantly throwing against the wall 
to see what sticks. It's not really about longevity as much as it is, okay, is this going to stick? 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 I did get happy when they said, yo, go get girl that, that, that go get Christy Marks from Jim. We're going to do an Amethyst book. To which I said, yo, that's awesome. But y'all should have did that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Cause I was I was talking about I was talking to Peter Rios on that on Twitter. I was like I, I was getting hyped for a second. I forgot. I was like, you know what? They didn't even have that idea first. The Amethyst is gonna have a show in DC Nation. They promoted that shit like a year ago. So oh, that's why you bringing it back. It's not even because your ideas thinking the Amethyst should come back. You know it's gonna get some buzz because this is gonna come on the cartoon and little girls gonna be like, oh, this is the truth. Because Amethyst is the truth. She has a dope-ass unicorn and shit. And she's got powers and she's a princess. It's like Jim mixed with She-Ra. <laughs> yep, yep. But it's going to hit, too. It's, it's going to blow up and motherfuckers ain't ready. Nope. And they're going to be talking about, yo, this doesn't hurt because it's not an A-list character. It's like, yo, I'm about to start hitting people. There is no, there's only three or four A-list characters. And all them Greenland and Flash cats, them cats ain't A-list. Them cats ain't A-list because they haven't even had their own show. A-list characters DC got a Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, that's it. Yeah. Green Lantern ain't A-list because it's movie bomb. And the only Green Lantern is B-list is black. And fair. Flat. And, it, it, my bad. No, no, no. You, you know, you're all right because, like, dude, there are people. I remember there's people who I got in an argument with. And when this is like, it was at a shop. This was a couple years ago. Had nerves say Kilowog was A-list. And I just looked at him. And I just said, no, Kilowog is not an A-list character. I'm like, he put Kilowog, Kil- Kilowog above Crab Mask, Kyle Rayner. Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Guy Gardner, and like I chuckled, I chuckled. I'm like, listen, Kilowog is is like C, okay? Now he's not even. You know yeah. what? I'm I'm about to use my people be thinking about the combo so too much. I'm gonna use some real world logic. Yeah. Yo, motherfucker, Kilowog is like M list. He gets a little. He got a bonus because he's on a cartoon every week now. Now he might be K list because okay. people still don't know his name is Kilowog. Right. They know that's the big pink motherfucker. They yeah. probably still don't know how Jordan is Green Lantern. They just that's the Green Lantern on the cartoon. Exactly because you know, like I know a whole bunch of people when they saw Green Lantern, they saw John Stewart Green Lantern on Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And in Justice League Unlimited, John Stewart got a hell of a lot of play. Yeah, he got all the play because you know why? Because they didn't have to give character development. I was talking about this so the other day. They didn't have to character develop Batman. They didn't have to character develop Superman. Why? Because they had two whole shows. Yep. They spent all their time on Flash, Greenland, Hawk Girl, and Wonder Woman. Yep. And Martian Manhunter, he didn't even really get no character development. It's just like he has powers, he has some cool things. All oh, he freaks out because he held all the thoughts in the world. He leaves. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Yep. That's it. You know? It's just like, yo, people be talking about A-list, they throw A-list around too much. Like, Aquaman ain't A-list. He B-list because people know who the fuck Aquaman is. But he ain't A-list. He can't sell sheets. Right. And he can't sell lunchboxes. I can't look at a picture of the news of somebody in freaking a fucked up country walking around with a fucked up life wearing a shirt with them on it for somehow, for some reason. Like, I see a Superman shirt or a Batman shirt or a Spider-Man shirt or something. Those are A-list. Yeah. I look at it like this. I compare this to, I go back to hip-hop. Because, like, especially during the 90s when we had all these power teams where, like, all these labels had, like, the power team. Like, you know, you had the No Limit family. You had the Death Row family. Bad Boy family. You had all these families, like Suave House. You you know, and, like, No Limit, perfect example. Kilowog would be Fiend. Yes. 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 <laughs> he would yes. be he would be fiend, okay? That's who he would be. If he was on No Limit Family, he'd be fiend. If he was on Bad Boy, he'd probably be G Depp. 
And even worse, he would be one of them cats. No, it'll be real talk. He would be one of the production cats that got oh. signed a label deal to make beats. Oh, yeah. He might be D-Dot. That's who Killer yeah. Wog would be. Killer Wog would either be D-Dot. That's who he'd probably be. D-Dot Angeletti. And they don't understand the fact that culture outside of just comic folk see a lot of things differently. That's why, like I said, I, I, I love hip hop because like it's taught me how to see things in so many different in so many different ways. You know, on top of the life I've lived so far and the things I've seen so far, but being part of like hip hop culture has just been like a beautiful thing. Yes, it's it's got its bad stuff. Everything has its bad side. You know, I just like I like being able to see things that way. I like to be able to elaborate things that way because that's who Kilowog is. You know, yes. that, that's that's who he is. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's how, that's how it works. But people, I don't think heads get it. I, I, I really don't think heads get it. They don't, I don't think they, they, don't, they don't be thinking that way. It's just like when I think about it, it's like, yo, this character isn't A-list. Like, I still get in the debate like, yo, what is the Avengers going to be 10 years from now? Like, the Avengers, like, yo, Iron Man just got hot. Nobody knew who the fuck Iron Man was until 2008. And I'm not talking about you because you go buy your little comic every month. I'm talking about regular people. And like, yo, where's the Avengers going to be in 10 years it's like, yo, you wanted this the X-Men. The X-Men been hot for 20, real life 20. Like, yeah. people grew up because that shit had the dope-ass cartoon. That shit had video games. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers know who Storm is. Motherfuckers know who Cyclops is. Yes. Motherfuckers know who Iceman is. They know who Rogue is. They know who some of these random-ass characters. You can say it. Like, I fucks with Gambit. You know people? How many women I met are just like, I like Gambit. Like, how the fuck do you know who Gambit is? <laughs> oh, yeah. He had a fucking cartoon character. He was fucking French and shit, yeah. speaking talking to women and, and flirting the rogue every goddamn week on Fox. That's how you know. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Avengers cartoons was whack. Avengers just got hot. Essentially, the Avengers movie is their Fox cartoon. And, 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 what's sad, and what's sad is that Fox cartoon was terrible and then they finally get a good cartoon. Finally. This is before, you know, before the movie dropped. They finally got a good cartoon to break it all down. Then, then, then the movie's hot. You're right. It just it took forever for them to get that. Yeah, but yeah. But like X-Men went through so many incarnations. And it doesn't matter whether you like these incarnations or not. But they existed. And people know of them. Fox X-Men cartoon. X-Men Evolution. Yep. Wolverine and the X-Men. It doesn't matter if you like the cartoons or not. It's had th- almost three generations of... You know, of different, you know, three different generations of viewers, period. It's had that. It's always going to be hot. Yeah. It's, it's continually hot. They had games, even when the cartoons are hot. Like, yo, but it, it's, come on, you can go buy a game, random game. Like, now it makes me mad. I'm thinking about that little DC game that's coming out by the, the Mortal Kombat people. Yeah. It's like, that game ain't going to be hot. Why everybody in armor? You know, when I bought Marvel's Capcom 3, did they change anybody's look? No, nope. Spider Man still had a tight ass suit on. Iron Man looks like Eddie Gridoff's freaking Iron Man slash the movie Iron Man. Hulk still looks like the Hulk. Hulk, I still got the crazy fins on his fucking face and the big ass H on his chest with his arrows. Fucking, they they got fucking Taskmaster and it was fucking pirate boots and and why the fuck does the Flash have armor on? That will cause resistance. Yes. Why is he? Why is they punching people? Why are they fighting each other? Why? <laughs> why are they fighting each other? Why isn't it the game just the Justice League versus the Legion of Doom? Like you should make that shit like the fucking Super Friends mm-hmm. with dope with the dope ass one. Just Justice League versus do 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 and just like oh yeah with the dope ass teams you tag in you just smack it like one of them clothesline a motherfucker and like Simon comes like oh and just punch <laughs> motherfuckers in the face. Yes. Like why does that not exist? And they should just look dope. 
they should just look like their characters look dope. Use the new 52 costumes, put the old costumes as bonuses and shit. Yes. And they just smack the shit out of people. Batman comes in, he's dope. He plays like Ryu or some shit. It's like, oh, he's a human. I don't know how the fuck he's smacking the shit out of this Solomon Grundy and Clayface and fucking Brainiac. Brainiac, and this fucking shit fucks you up. It's mad easy. I know motherfuckers had this idea. That shit will sell gangbusters. I don't know why they have armor. Like, that shit works for Mortal Kombat, but that's Mortal Kombat. Mortal yeah. Kombat is its own separate thing that motherfuckers who fuck with Mortal Kombat fuck with. That shit doesn't work for superheroes. Like, I don't even know why Superman's flying in the game. Like, nobody even flies him over his Capcom. You just super jump all the time. That's how they got over the flying shit. Magneto can fly. Mm-hmm. Nobody really fucking flies. You just pop him up and punch him a lot, and then they're off the screen. Like, how was that hard? How was it that hard to copy some shit that's worked for 15 years yes I put it to you like this if you can put Deadpool in a video game and make it work you should be able to use any DC character in a video game and make it work without changing them exactly. at all they didn't change Deadpool he even has he even talks to the fucking screen he hits you with his life bar if you can make that shit work <laughs> and it sold millions of units they came out twice in one year motherfuckers buy it I got it twice I paid for a game twice and they didn't change one Marvel character in that shit. Mm. Fuck that. Marvel got their own Reeboks coming out. I was mad last night. I'm watching the Miami Heat beat the shit off the Boston Celtics, hurting my heart. Motherfucker Stephen A. Smith called Dwayne Wade the Flash. I was like, oh yeah, that is his nickname. Why the fuck does Warner Brothers not hook up with Nike? Come on with some fucking Nike Zoom in flashes with Dwayne Wade. The fuck is wrong with these people? Mm. How do they not want money? <laughs> because you have to understand. It's it's a, it's a whole logic thing. We come from a hip. We come like I said. We come from hip hop generation. Hip hop generation, even without money, knows how to advertise itself. Understands how to market itself. How to make itself aware. Even and, and using brand recognition for stuff that they don't even own. We we would have folks that like would take a pair of Nikes and soup them up and make them their own, and and it would define their quote unquote brand of what who they are. DC Entertainment isn't really like that in my eyes. Or if they or they might be working on something like that, but they can't get contracts right. You never man, ever know. I, it, it, yo, I don't know, man. I doubt it. It's been this long. You can't come out with some flashes. Like, like, yo, I don't even I have been hating on Marvel, but they coming out with some fucking Reebok classics for the ladies and little Emma Frost, man. Yeah. Come on, man. Like that's genius. Like, yo, chicks gonna wear them because they got the dope colorway and they got the little diamond on them. Yep. Like, like they got Deadpool got his own shoes. Spider Man got pumps. I don't even like them pumps, but I bet you won't see somebody rocking them pumps. Yeah, man. No, it, it's it's smart. It, it's smart to do. It's like going back, like the first time, like we all did a Super Show together a few years ago, and you came out with the fifty fifty GI Joe hat and it had Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes on it. And it was so icy. And it was literally pages from the Joe books and covers from the Joe books on the hat. I mean, look, I don't, I'm not a violent man, but I almost punched Julian for having that hat. <laughs> Yo, it was so icy. It yeah. was so icy. Yeah, I still get compliments. It's so icy. It's like I was on. Now, New Era was smart because they come out with some hats. They had a dope Justice League of America hat with the old Justice League symbol and the old Justice League comics on it. That was looking fresh. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if you let New Era make the hats, why ain't you talking to these shoe companies? If rappers can get tennis shoes, why don't you think some of the... You think Batman can't get some goddamn... You Come on. You think Nike wouldn't be like, yo, we could tie it to this Dark Knight Rises right now. Come out with some some freaking Nike boots. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. with the bass symbol on them. Yeah. Auschwitz is black anyway. The hood loves the Nike boots. <laughs> yes, they do. And Batman, people love Batman prints money. I think the United States of America come out with like a $3 bill with Bruce Wayne's face on it and motherfuckers <laughs> would get the $3 bill and use that shit as tender. <laughs> He would literally be printing his own money. Oh, and it'd be even better if it had a digital chip on it. And every time you handed it to somebody, Kevin Conroy's voice would come out of it. Yo, the money would be double. Bruce Wayne on the front would be like the back cave with the big ass penny and shit on the back. Yes. Instead of, instead of the pyramid and shit, it'd be like fucking the back cave on the back. Three dollars. This is legal tenant, United States of America and Batman, motherfucker. Signed Batman and Barack Obama. <laughs> and on the front, it would say, an Alfred we trust. You know it. You know it. And that concludes this week's PKD Black Box. The PKD Black Box is a proud member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at HHWLOD.com and is also available via iTunes. If you're on iTunes or our forum board, feel free to leave us a comment or you can email us at blackbox at pkdmedia.com. Thanks again for listening. Until then, dream big and hustle hard.